0: I'm Bruce Worson, pastor of His Place Community Church. The following message came from a Sunday morning right here at His Place. Are you allowing the Lord's renewing? Meaning in you, me. This message, as I've been studying this week, really been speaking to me. In more scriptural speak, I'll ask it this way. Are you being transformed? That's a weird word there, that being. Are you being transformed? And how's that going? How's that going for you? And by what means is it happening? And to what end goal? These are things we don't often think about. Here's the thing I've found over the decades here. Most believers... I know this to be true, most believers desire to be transformed, I know that, but they aren't exactly sure how it works, or what it even actually exactly means, or or how how does that take place on a a day-by-day basis. So here's how Paul puts it to the believers in Rome, we've seen the scripture two weeks in a row now, we're really going to dial into it today. He says, do not conform, do not, do not mold yourself, imitate yourself into uh, any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, uh, be changed, be transfigured. It, literally, the word is uh, metamorphosed. It's the, where we get the butterfly thing, you know. Be metamorphosed. Well, how's the butterfly do that? <laughs> Uh, well, don't worry about the butterfly, worry about us. How do we do that? Well, by the renewing of your mind. But I want you to notice what an odd directive this is. If you really stop and look at it, it's one of the more strange commands in Scripture. Because it is a command. But it's in what's called, what smart people call, the passive voice, I'm told. Uh, which, which makes it in a, in a very special category. It's like uh, when we say to somebody, "Be encouraged, be encouraged by whatever encouraging thing I'm about to say." Hey, be encouraged, man. You're, you're the greatest friend I could. Be blessed, be blessed. It's a directive to allow. Some, it's not. We don't mean, hey, encourage yourself. Hey, bless yourself. And this is not saying transform yourself at all. Because Paul, Paul's not saying to make it happen, but to allow it to be happening, which is really weird. Allow, allow that to be happening. It's a command. You allow that to be happening. <laughs> and how do we allow that? By allowing the renewing of your mind. How do we do that? By not doing what prevents it and do doing what permits it. Last Sunday, I compared God's Spirit tugging on our heart to a tugboat, turning a tanker around oh, one bump at a time. I love this illustration. This illustration works on so many levels, and so we're going to use it in a different angle today. Because, you see, a tugboat can only do what only the tugboat can do if the tanker allows it to. If that tanker don't want to turn and works against the tugboat, I don't know how much the tugboat can do. Because then it's just the gentle little bump, little bump, 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 up against what is literally a Wartzilla Sulzer RTA-96C, which is what you're looking at right there. That looks Photoshop, doesn't it? That's a real engine. It's 90 feet long and 45 feet tall. That's what powers tankers. That thing generates 109,000 horsepower when it's ramped up to maximum speed at 72 gallons of diesel per minute. That's us. That's us. And this is Jesus. Bump, bump, That tanker, if it wants, that tanker can just be like, you go back to the dock, little tugboat. You ain't doing much here. Tugboat can only do what only the tugboat can do if the tanker is going to allow it to. Our tugboat, our tugboat says, apologize, bump. Apologize, bump. Tanker says, just avoid them, make them apologize to you. Can't fault the tugboat, it's bumping away. So as Paul might put it, be turned by the bumping of your tugboat. And I think that might be the easiest way for us to understand. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Allow that to happen. Uh, the tugboat says, hold, hold the door, bump. It's just, wait three seconds and hold the door, bump. And a tanker blasts its horn. We're in a hurry, full steam ahead. And that's the battle. That's the good fight right there. That's why I called the message today, tankers and tugboats. It's one thing uh, to give the captain of our salvation permission to come aboard, but another thing entirely, if... We've got to surrender our command. Mm. And then when we do, because most of us have, stop taking back the wheel, that's actually mine. So what are we supposed to do to make this happen? Try harder? Try harder. Try harder, you people. Go out and try harder. You know, I'll tell you this much, if trying harder was all there was to it, we'd all be renewed by now. Look what Paul writes, for I have the desire to do what is good, I can't carry it out because desire fizzles out. Have you, have you found out, like I, like I have, trying harder just doesn't have much staying power, you know? We put way too much stock in trying, we'll try to be like Jesus, do you even hear what you're saying? You're going to try to be like Jesus? Do you have? What do you have? A 50-year plan and, and you know some incredible day-by-day steps to get? No, I'm just going to be like Jesus. We, we we way too much stock in trying while biting off way more than we can chew. So how do we get better at allowing the shepherd and overseer of our souls uh, to lead us and keep us from going astray? This is really deep. Get your pencils ready. Here we go. You do this by allowing him to lead bump. That's it. Allowing him to lead one bump at a time. And you have to admit it, at least to yourself, those orders that he whispers are loud and clear. Unless, unless you grab the wheel and turn away uh, your ear... That's Scripture. At the end of Paul's run, we saw this last week, he writes from a dungeon, probably this one right here, awaiting execution. He's at the end. And he's writing to encourage little old Timothy, who's uh, taking charge in big old Ephesus. And here's what he writes. The time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will turn their ears away from the truth but you keep your head <laughs> I like that because later he'll tell us that Jesus is our head keep your head in all situations the time has come for my departure he writes I fought the good fight I finished the race meaning the, the course laid out for him and I kept the faith Now, as he looks ahead to the immediate future, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness. Of course, it's symbolic of something wonderful that the Lord himself is going to bestow. Crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Who are really you know, genuine about seeing him and getting to him. I want you to raise your hand. Here's my example for the day. Raise your hand if you could not run and finish a full marathon this afternoon. Could not run and finish a full marathon this afternoon. Okay. Okay, good. Glad you're honest with yourselves. What if you tried really hard? <laughs> tried really hard? No, probably not. Probably not, no. Marathon is 26.22, it's very specific, 26.22 miles in honor of this guy, Pheidippides, right there, who uh, way back in the day ran from Marathon, which is a place, to Athens, announced victory over the Persians, uh, warned of retaliation, and then dropped dead from running the 26.22 miles. This statue was installed on the original route... Uh, outside, heading toward Athens uh, in 2004 for the Olympics, when they were held in Greece, that's where that. So the guy who the race commemorates would say, "Are you crazy? It killed me." <laughs> so I don't blame you for, you know, not wanting to try your hand at that. And I'm looking at this statue, and I, I'm thinking, this must, uh, this must depict a previous, uh, a less famous event. Titled uh, "Phidippides misses his ride to Athens." <laughs> Raise your hand if you think and I, I'm really curious, because I know a couple hands will go up. Raise your hand if you think you could somehow force yourself over that finish line this afternoon for 10 million dollars. OK? Oh, but not for Jesus. OK? OK. That's <laughs> a your heirs will be very happy to hear that because like Philippides, you're probably going to drop dead. Most of us could not, no matter how much was offered, no matter how hard we tried and yet all of us with few exceptions and months of passionate persistent intelligent training could absolutely become genuine marathon runners. You know that. Because whether it's physical, intellectual, musical, or spiritual, genuine transformation requires incremental training. We so overrate the power of trying and ignore and underrate the power of training. But Paul says to Timothy, in latter times, some will abandon the faith. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. He's talking about in regard to the scriptures. Rather, train yourself. Train yourself to be godly. In other words, don't rely on what you hear from me or anyone else. Or or that you merely assume to be true about the faith. Check it out. Train yourself. He writes, evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse. But as for you, continue in what you have learned. The Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. It's also what gives his spirit the power to renew your mind. And then to transform All scripture, he goes on, uh, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for Teaching, bump, rebuking, bump, correcting, bump, and, read it with me, training in righteousness. This is where the training happens. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. is godliness training. Godliness training is our only hope, because godliness trying is, fizzles out fast. We read something, see something, hear something that's very inspiring, and we say to ourselves, I'm gonna try really hard to be like that. I'm gonna try really hard. We don't put a training plan together, which I will try really hard. But we get winded and feel defeated and give up. Raise your hand if you could go out this afternoon and have only, ready now? If you could go out this afternoon and have only Christ like grace and merciful thoughts toward the guy who pulls out, cuts you off, and drives ten miles an hour slower. Could you go anybody here? I'm curious. That could there's gotta be somebody in the room. You could you could actually there we got a guy back there. Okay. Okay, how about for $10 million? Oh you want to raise your hands, don't you? It's like yeah but he said oh you could do it for enough for Jesus, so I'm not gonna raise my hand. Okay. <laughs> You're smart too. But I saw that hand almost go up. <laughs> Jesus said, a student who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Because our teacher is the one in charge of renewing us and transforming us. And trained, trained, just, you know, trained is just another word for discipled. Hence, discipleship training. Probably all heard that term. You, the term you've never heard? There's no discipleship trying. That's not a term, and yet it's mo- it's mostly what we do—discipleship, trying, because training is too hard, takes too much thought and work. But training is really simply arranging our life around the things that'll get us to our goal. As training, just. What's the goal? I'm gonna arrange my life around the things that will get me to the goal. Uh, Paul writes, "Do you do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize." And that Paul's being funny because that's such a way he means that direction. Run in the right. Don't just run any old way. Stay on track. Stay on course. Run in the direction. It'll get you to the point. He says, everyone who competes in the games, and he's specifically referring to the Isthmian games in Corinth. Man, if you want to, if you've got a transcript, go Google that today because it's, it's so rich there. It was uh, like the Olympics, but they were right there in Corinth. Every two years, they had big fields, and everyone brought their tents there. And so Paul would go there and repair tents and sell tents. And then he developed all of these uh, analogies around the games so that he could witness to everyone. Anyway, they really cool. Okay, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training they do it to get a crown that will not last at the Isthmian games originally it was celery a celery crown and then it was a pine crown uh, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever the crown of righteousness therefore i do, and here's where he says therefore i do not run like a man running aimlessly no he runs in such a way as to win and I'll tell you this, Paul is not running in such a way as to get a participation ribbon. Turns out they don't even hand those out in heaven. That is, that is strictly a down here thing. But, but don't, don't misunderstand. You don't have to win. You don't even have to finish. We have such a gracious father. You just have to passionately run as to win in the one right direction with all your heart. I remember reading a few years ago about a boy with twisted feet, born that way, uh, who joined his high school track team to try and improve himself, uh, uh, his physicality and his abilities. And so he trained to sprint and he got okay. And uh, then he decided to race. And everyone was just very interested to see what was going to happen. Now, from the start of that race, he was in last place, and he ended in last place. But everyone was shocked to see how well he was keeping up. Until he fell. Hard. But he got up, kept running, then the race was over. But he only ran harder. Then he fell again. Harder got up quicker and sprinted, blood running down his legs, across the finish line. You know exactly what happened. The folks in the stands erupted in cheers. Runners from both sides, led by the winner, picked him up. Just picked him up and carried him in victory. Why? Why? We all know why. Because we all get it. Because they instinctively, simultaneously recognize that he won the race. Just not the, the one everyone else was running. And his was far more significant because it was for something more than a ribbon. We know these things. Paul says to Timothy, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Same holds for the crown of righteousness. The rules of godliness training and you know, true authentic transformation uh, in the body of Christ are the same as any serious training. As I said, musical, educational, physical, it's all the same approach. Arrange your life around the habits that'll get you to your goal. But the first rule is you gotta have a goal. And I think a lot of us don't. Gotta have the goal. From there, sky's the limit. A a select few bodybuilders achieve their full, full physical potential. These guys, my goodness, uh, their arms are the size of my thighs, their thighs are the size of my waist. Turns out we have a lot in common. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And they they compete by comparing the results of training their body. That's that's the sport. And I gotta be honest, if I'm flipping through channels, I gotta stop on the bodybuilders. Pops used to Pops still works out, by the way, with weights. What is he, 86 now? Gone on 87. He's still working out. Uh, he's a little freight train. Anyway, i got to stop on the bodybuilders because it's mesmerizing, and I know what's going on inside my head. It's just, wow, wow, look what training can do to a body. I'm never going to do it, so I'm mesmerized by them doing it. And, and so I stopped there once. <laughs> this isn't in your transcript, but it's true. <laughs> That's why it's not in the transcript. Uh, not that everything in the transcript is not true. Just that this is a little too insightful, and I didn't want to commit it to paper. Uh, so I'm sitting there with Shar. And uh, by the TV, and I pause, of course, and I'm just staring. And she turns to me and says, you know, I'm just not attracted to guys with muscles. (laughs) Thank you, or good, or I'm still looking for the reassurance that I know is in there, somewhere. (laughs) Oh, shoo, oh, I hurt my arm doing that. Paul says to Timothy, physical training is of some value. He's not poo-pooing that. It's just that the godliness training has value for all things. But I love that Paul confesses to the Philippian believers, not that I, this is years earlier, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on I press on to take hold. This is that whole allow the renewing. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I want to let him do what he wants to do. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I like that he's still working on it. And you can be this honest because that's our witness. Honesty about where we're actually at. But one thing I do. So here we go. It's the one rule. The one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize, it's the crown of righteousness, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You see, the way Paul saw it, if we're not straining, we're not training. and. Straining and training is very different than trying harder. It's just a little incremental plan that you put into motion. We're going to talk, I think we're going to talk a lot more about that plan next Sunday. And on fighting the good fight, right after he says to Timothy, I do not run like a man running aimlessly, he adds that also I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I'll tell you, Paul targets his blows where where they count the most. Saying, I beat my body. It's a fight with himself. And make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. We each, every one of us, same boat. We got to fight our own good fight. But it's interesting. We, We do share the one good training manual. Uh, Look at this in Habakkuk chapter 2. The Lord says to the prophet, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he, they, the one who reads may run. Who reads it? That he may run who reads it. There's the course laid out for us. Run in such a direction as to win. And it's not, it doesn't have to be the one who reads. It's whatever, in whatever way we get his word into our heart so that his spirit has what it needs to actually renew us by bumping us and turning us. I'm going to say it a third time. We must arrange our life around the disciplines that will eventually and inevitably enable us To become like Christ in the ways that we simply cannot by direct effort this afternoon. No matter how much is offered or how hard we try. And stop comparing yourself, you know, to other runners. Don't, you know how when you run, you're like looking at where the other, and, and your coach will say, don't do that. not not how a good runner runs. Stop comparing yourself to other runners and stop despising yourself for not measuring up because here's the secret. We're not even in the same race. We each have hurdles and challenges unique to the course that's been laid out for us, right? And in case you didn't catch the point a few minutes ago, it's okay to fall down in front of others. And in fact, that's what sets you up for your most powerful witness and most inspiring moments, if, what? You get up and finish. Or get as far as you can. Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, for this reason, to equip his people For works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach uh, unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Last week we talked about judging ourselves by the measure we've let God give us. There's the goal. Attaining to the, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer Be infants. You know, now think about that line. Uh, Be transformed by the renewing your mind. Be transformed by. Watch how he repeats this stuff. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth that's only found in his word in love. We will grow. To become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head. Keep your head in all situations. That is Christ. From him, the whole body grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So put off your old self. None of us really like that person. You don't even like that person. So let's put off our old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds. There's where the battle takes place. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Be kind compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in christ god forgave you let let them run their own race okay you just let them run their race you just focus on the course laid out for you i'll focus on the course laid out for me but then i'll build you up in whatever way i can when i see what you need nobody's perfect Nobody's perfect, but being transformed into Christ's image, however far we get, not only can and does happen, but must, it must happen. may not look like much this afternoon, but boy, oh boy, those little bumps really accumulate if you start letting that tugboat turn you around. And at the end of your race then, the end of your run, hey, uh, whether it's the gold, the silver, the bronze... Or the also ran whether it's the ten talents or the two the winner will be declared when jesus says to you well done well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a little yay that's one of the most that's one of the most encouraging verses you've been faithful over a little i will set you over much here's your crown Here's your crown. And in that day, we'll know what that means. Enter into the joy of your master. And then at that moment, you know exactly what happens. All heaven erupts with cheering. But until then, let's go for the gold so that everybody watching us will say, wow, look what training can do to the body. Let's pray. Father God, we give you the wheel. We surrender command and we turn our ears to your voice. Holy Spirit, inspire us to train in righteousness, empower us to grow in godliness as we strive to arrange our lives around the habits that will help us to press on and run as to win. Lord Jesus, we praise you. Thank you. We continue to worship you now, but we just thank you, Lord, for taking for taking hold of us and transforming us by renewing us. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening in. Why don't you join us on a Sunday morning? If you'd like more information about the church, just point your browser to hisplacechurch.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you.